and then I, I fell asleep, you know, and I connected to my body, uh, yes. which I do a lot. Like when I when I move into er, from my head into my body and I connect with my senses, uh, it's the, a really safe haven for me, uh, which is one of the reasons why I, I don't live very much with any fear or anxiety these days. Hello and welcome to Overcoming Anxiety with Dawn Morgan. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening wherever you are. My guest today is Anine and she has a, an MA in Holistic Health and 20 years experience working as a certified life coach, a workshop facilitator and public speaker. She's got a background as a management consultant and has facilitated leadership training programs worldwide in Fortune 500 companies. She's founded and led several support networks, conducted speaking engagements, and facilitated workshop series since 2006. She coaches in English, Swedish, and Norwegian. Now that's quite a task, I would say. But <laughs> hello, Anine, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I am so grateful to be here. Yeah, it's going to be great. So, yes. My show is all about overcoming anxiety and everyone has experienced anxiety at some point in their life, whether it's just in small little bits or in great big traumatic, traumatic bits. So, mm -hmm. um, and I have guests on my show who share their stories and where anxiety has um, shown up for them. So without um, delaying any further, we'd love to hear your story. Well, Thank you for uh, letting me share my story. So do you want me to just start somewhere or do you have any more specific questions? No, I just want you to, where did it all begin? Where did where it all begin? begin? Where it all begin with my anxiety, you mean? Uh, let's see. So the first memory I have of uh, feeling fearful was when I was walking home by myself in the darkness of Norway, on the streets of Norway, without much light, um, street lights. And um, as I was walking uh, back home, I felt fearful of people walking behind me that somebody was going to come and get me, right? So then um, I taught myself how to uh, not look behind me for for you know certain amount of meters, and then that expanded until I actually became free of the anxiety around. Um, darkness which has helped me tremendously today uh, because I can stay in country houses and where you know with no one around mm -hmm. and all that so that has been very good but then uh, my first real memory of like performance anxiety mm -hmm. came when I was around eight or nine years old and I just loved singing that was my life and I wanted to be part of a choir um, and in order to to get in I needed to do an audition and my mom came with me and the conductor was there and I completely froze yeah. uh, I felt so uh yeah so uh, con what should I call it just tied up in a knot and mm -hmm. I couldn't get a sound out I just you know it was a squeaky noise and of course I didn't get into the choir and I remember so well I got that letter 
uh, you know, that I was not accepted. And I cried so hard. Uh, I felt like the whole world disappeared. Um, uh, but then I, you know, kept on singing. I didn't give up. You know, I was in the little baby choir uh, and I tried again the following year. But the same thing happened. You know, wow. I had so much anxiety. And, you know, looking back, my mother, uh, she had such fear of public speaking and she could not support me because she did not know how to support herself. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that was kind of part of the problem. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, the interesting thing was that uh, also in school, I had such anxiety of being asked questions and having to share my voice and uh, being afraid that I wouldn't know the answer or that I wouldn't get or remember what to say, even though I knew the answer. Uh -huh. So I would freeze. So it's, it's quite interesting, actually, what you say, because normally when people have that fear of speaking up, there's something from their past where they weren't given a voice. They were, hmm. you know, and it happens quite often with when parents are busy, you know, they're both working, they're, you know, and it's not intentional necessarily. I mean, sometimes it can be, you know, children mm -hmm. must be seen but never heard type of thing. But, mm -hmm. um, but normally it's just a subconscious belief that children put upon themselves and then it shows up in adulthood and you sort of wonder, wonder where that's come from. I mean, does that resonate with you at all? So... My parents were very busy. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't have eye to eye contact with them basically because they were always doing things, yeah. and so giving uh, them or creating an environment where they saw their children and kind of adored their children is not something I I grew up with uh, yeah. at all. So my mom could listen to me while, you know, while I was blabbering more, but, you know, busy doing other things, always yeah. doing other things to get all that attention on me. I had never experienced. No, you know? exactly. So I, yeah. So that is actually making me a little emotional thinking of that. That's where it was fed, you know, or that's where it started mm. uh, that I actually never had that full attention. Mm hmm. And and it it explains so much uh, actually <laughs> right now. Uh, so, uh, but the interesting thing was that I was so confident in so many areas of my life. I was very street smart. I was raised to be street smart <laughs> to take <laughs> kind of care of myself. But just sharing my voice was um, and getting all that attention was very scary to me. But wow. then I pursued actually a career where I had to be on stage. Because my first experience holding a presentation in the university, because I avoided it all the way to university, I had an out-of-body experience. It was the worst experience of my life. I just felt like I was standing next to myself and I couldn't hear what I was saying. My mouth was walk going, but I couldn't hear what I was saying. And I thought, you know, I don't like to feel fearful at I, I like to feel strong and confident and, you know, go after life. And this is really holding me back. So by by pursuing a career in where I had to speak in front of people, I thought I would overcome it, right? Yeah. So that's why I, I, I applied to, to become a management consultant, you know, facilitating workshops. And it helped, but, you know, I was, I didn't address the core problem. 
Mm, yeah, absolutely. you know, I, that, I was too young to understand that. And so I actually quit my job and I then I pursued a, my, my studies in holistic health education. And I have done a lot of personal growth work and healing work that has uh, helped me to become much more confident in speaking in front of people and to get the attention uh, <laughs> of, of looking into somebody's eyes, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always interesting how anxiety sort of shows up for lots of reasons it's you know it's there to protect us it's mm. our subconscious mind saying hey hang on a second you know that hasn't worked out for you before why do you think it's going to work out for you now and you know mm. it initiates that fear response so your background was you know not no attention specifically on you you were sort of just blending in and mm. no fault your parents they were busy you know it's not about and then blaming anybody as such it was just what you experienced but that in your in your childlike mind gave you some beliefs limiting beliefs about mm. what you you can and can't do and and, mm. and you know speaking standing up mm. and speaking or or joining the choir and, and being heard individually mm -hmm. is um you know a, a problem that a lot of people and especially a lot of coaches when they're starting out you know there's a lot of that going on because I think a lot of coaches understand that they, you know, they want to do something, or not necessarily coaches, to be honest, but anyone who wants to do something, they then find these um, sticking points, these things that are holding them back, you know, mm. causing anxiety, you know, and stopping them doing what it is they want to do. And you've mm. got two different options then, haven't you? You can either engage the growth mindset like you did when you mm. were walking along in in the dark as a child you know sort of mm -hmm. determination that i'm not going to let this beat me mm -hmm. or the other side is you know what i'll just not not do it. i'll go back into my nice little safe bubble mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and not go there so so what do you think is has been driving you to feel the fear and do it anyway type of growth mm -hmm. mindset what's driving mm -hmm. that for you Mm. I like that you say that it is a growth mindset because I haven't thought about it that way. Uh, but I've always thought in life that since a young child that there must be more to life than what I'm experiencing yeah. uh, around me. Uh -huh. uh, and I want to live life to the fullest. Uh -huh. And I don't want anything to stop me from, yes. from living life to the fullest. And that means that I have to challenge my fear all yeah. the time because it, to live life to the fullest is really about keep on expanding outside of my comfort zone yeah. and um and one of my traits is that you know i act and then i think <laughs> not always so supportive no not always the, the best strategy but i think i have just developed this if i i'm quick enough to act then fear cannot catch me yeah. you know like I'm, I'm ahead of it a little bit uh so so that has uh that have uh, is, is a habit i've developed over the years but when it comes to the things that i i am fearful of and still can feel fear of holding presentations you know will i remember what to say because i'm not a type of person that like to memorize a script but if i for example i've done like large presentations for i've done like uh, speaking engagement for 800 people and I know I have 40 minutes to speak that I better know what to say and and how long it's going to take right 
but that actually caused me so much stress in the past mm -hmm. to do these engagements, uh, speaking engagements, which I wanted to so badly. You know, that yeah. was a, a dream, but I actually had to um, give up on the dream. And that makes me emotional again because of the anxiety, because yeah. of the fear, that feeling. Yeah. Uh, because it just cost me so much. You know, I stayed up at night. Um, I couldn't sleep, you know, for weeks before these presentations. Yeah. And even though I did great uh, and everybody, you know, gave me great reviews, you know, I just had this inner battle. And and so and I didn't know at the time when I was doing a lot of these speaking engagements, which I don't do so much anymore, was that, you know, if I had addressed the, the, the real cause and I've gotten yes. help with it. And this is what is so beautiful with the work that you do, that you actually help people overcome their anxieties. And yeah. uh, it's... Um, it's such a gift <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be helped, you know, when you are being held back by, 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 you know, your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's normally a battle going on, you know, that, that idea that um, the, the strength of your subconscious mind saying, hang on a second, this is, this is dangerous to you, whether it's dangerous or not, mm. is how your subconscious mind sees it. So if your deep seated belief, which is the rule that the, your unconscious mind is referring to is um you're not worthy to be heard or something similar to those you know and that's a, that's an understanding that you created as a very young child mm -hmm. you know without any real understanding of the world so it's it's a it's an inappropriate limiting belief uh, for you because we know i mean you're speaking beautifully now so it's not that you're not able to do it it's just your mind is sort of saying hang on a second this isn't this isn't safe for you. And therefore, and the more, and sometimes what happens with, with that type of anxiety is the more you, you take to push through, sort of mm -hmm. say, I'm going to do it anyway, I'm going to keep doing it. Your mind just keeps saying, okay, you're not listening to me. So now I'm going to get stronger and now I'm going to get stronger and now I'm going to make you feel physically ill. Mm -hmm. You know, not just panicky, not just fearful. I'm really, you know, I'm going to give you a, a, a stomach ache or I'm going to give you a headache or I'm going to, because you will listen to me. Mm. And it's it's quite interesting because I, I had the same conversation um, earlier today because um, last week I had another podcast interview booked with someone and I had to postpone it because I'd had this building headache all day and I had a particularly uh, busy morning. And the headache was building and building. And of course, I was saying, oh, no, I'm going to ignore that. I'm just going to drink a bit more water, you know, take a couple of pills. I'm busy day. Let's keep going. And my body was starting to scream at me. And, you know, and I almost had to sort of sit there and give myself a bit of a talking to. You know, mm -hmm. you tell other people to listen to your body. So practice what you preach for once. Mm -hmm. You know, so I postponed things and whatnot. But, but I... I our physical bodies, our physical reaction quite often is because of those deep seated limiting beliefs that we're trying to push through. Yeah. Oh, it totally resonates with me. Um, yeah. So um, on, on so many levels, I'm, I'm very much of a physically oriented person. Yeah. I had to become because I developed uh, an intolerance to gluten and dairy at a young age, but I didn't know. I was never di diagnosed. I just lived with being 
bloated. I looked like I was pregnant. Yeah. And I was, of course, very proud until I was about 12 years old and realized you do not want to look like you're pregnant when you're <laughs> a teenager, right? Uh, or into your 20s. So I did like so many sit-ups or whatever until I finally realized around 40 years old that I was intolerant to gluten and dairy. And, and when I removed it from my diet, you know, it completely changed my life, you know, and my mind as well. So yes. this also had such a negative impact on on me and created the anxiety because when you eat something you don't digest well yeah then that causes a chemical reaction that made me so spaced out and so like busy minded so uh, the fear I often have and uh, you know when I'm supposed to be leading um, workshops or do speaking engagements is will I remember you know, and uh, accessing my memory because stress gets in the way of that, right? Oh, yes. So yeah. much. Yes. So, um, so even though I don't have that stress anymore, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, they say that a child that uh, has a cataract in their eye, if it is not removed before they are, you know, seven years old, they, even though they get a new lens, they still see the cloud because uh, the brain has just you know been seeing it for for so many years mm -hmm. so there's no point in in, in uh, removing the 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 lens for for another one so it's a little bit the same with me i removed all the stresses in my mm -hmm. life yeah. uh, and then but it's still operating like it's there right yeah yeah again you know that that's always interesting because you know obviously as you know i do a lot of coaching and and one of the things you know when when somebody says well i get stressed about not remembering and that is normally um because of rules and expectations that we put on ourselves mm. so we you know we have to get it right we can't make a mistake you know what if i run over time what if i forget to do this bit what if and that is a form of anxiety because it's it's using whenever it's that what if statement, mm. but all those anxieties that show up because of that is is quite often because of the the rules, expectations, and self talk that we do to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So and from others, and yeah, yeah. So because when we let them in. Yes, yeah. they are. They are is certain things that you want need to do in order to get the grades, etc. In school, so I think that the school yes. system really instill a lot of anxiety in us because mm -hmm. they want us to be a certain way. And yes. you know, I have no problem talking, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, as you notice, but you know, to to talk very you know in a very analytical or structured and like to the point way but like one two three abc like my husband you know i'm never going to be that type of a person right. uh, you know and just learning to accept that the way i communicate is so different from from his you know and right. that his way is not better than my way all of these things i had to learn along the way yes. right yeah, because yeah, that, that whole comparison thing, and mm. that just puts so much pressure on all of us in lots of different ways, you know, um, or oh, I'm following this speaker, or that person's so much better, I need to live up to those expectations. And actually, you don't. Mm. It's about just being yourself. Mm. And, you know, if, if we were all the same, life would be so incredibly boring. 
Um, but yeah, I, for me, it's really about being curious when anxiety shows up. Yes, because it's it, there's a message somewhere. There's there's something there that 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 perhaps we need to listen to. Mm-hmm. So if you're going into a presentation and you're feeling that those anxious feelings, those you know, the what if moments, what if I forget this and what if I'm and I must remember and I'm so when you've got mm-hmm. coulda shoulda woulda, we've got must and mm-hmm. you know um, what ifs, all of those sort of statements, that is almost the anxiety giving you some messages. Mm. Yeah, so that's the yeah. questions. The the it's like a child saying um, constantly on on your your sleeve when you're busy saying "mummy, mummy, mummy," and they get, it gets louder mm-hmm. and louder and louder until you listen. Yes, yes. When you listen, it diffuses. And um, so for me, that's one of the great things when anxiety shows up and the the self talk or the thinking pattern is all around the what ifs. Um, that for me, that's my unconscious mind saying, okay, listen up a minute. I just want to warn you about something. So I say, okay, mm-hmm. what is it you want to say? And then I can say, that's fine. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. It's yes, 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 I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> because I actually write in my journal on a daily basis yeah. about, all, you know, my day before, you know, everything that has happened, the feelings I've had, how I've been sleeping, etc. Yeah. And so I use the journal as in my form of self-therapy yes. uh, and it's brilliant because I can have that kind of a conversation with myself yeah. but, uh, but then when I wake up in the middle of the night I did that a couple of days ago maybe it was related to this podcast I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I woke up with anxiety and I couldn't sleep and I then I actually told myself okay I listened to the thoughts you know, behind it um, and I said you know what this is not true you know please leave you know you know it's it's not true leave and and you know I need to sleep and I was very firm like a parent yes to my <laughs> thoughts. Uh, and uh, and then I, I fell asleep you know and I connected to my body uh, yes. which I do a lot like when I when I move into uh, from my head into my body and yeah. I connect with my senses uh, it's the, a really safe haven for me, uh, which is one of the reasons why I, I don't live very much with any fear or, or anxiety these days. Yeah. Uh, it's because I've learned really to manage, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, manage my fear. Yeah. And actually, anxiety is a helpful thing. It's it's a natural human reaction. It's, you know, and it's it's when it gets out of control that we need to do something about it. But the normal everyday stuff, you know, feeling anxious about a new situation, that's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it stops us doing it, mm-hmm. then that's not normal. No. And that is so sad. And this is exactly yes. what I love to support people with is to really live their dreams, you know, yes. and step out of their comfort zone and not let fear stop them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, so. I, I'm looking forward to 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 listen to to your pods and and hear about the people's stories and how much people are held back by by fear. You know, it's so sad. It uh, is. Yeah, really, we live this one life, and and uh, you know, if we have dreams that we don't pursue. It, uh, yeah, it's really sad. Absolutely, and I think 
a lot of it is because we don't understand our own psychology. Because if I knew when I was a teenager what I know now, my life would have been so different. Mm, of you know? course. Because we're never taught about understanding why we do the things we do and, and why we stop ourselves doing things and what limiting mm -hmm. beliefs are and how we how we develop as children and, and, and you know, I talk about a rucksack, you know, we we pick up this rucksack as we're born and we just uh, fill it full of all these unhelpful beliefs and and mm -hmm. uh, processes and understand misunderstandings and we just carry them constantly and this this mm. gets bigger you know as you said the education system is a classic mm. on that because mm. we're very confident as as toddlers we go to school and then we keep being told you're getting this wrong you've got to get this right you know mm. learn those spellings add those numbers together properly mm. that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong you've got to get mm. it right and we get this sort of oh hang on a second I've got to get everything right through life. And we, mm. we end up with all these really unhelpful things. But, mm. but Anine, tell me a little bit about how you work with people, because I'd love to understand that. Yes. So um, you, I really help people to, to connect with their true selves. Okay. Having been so disconnected from myself, because that's what I did. I, as a child, uh, I experienced a lot of challenges mm -hmm. and a way for me to to cope uh, was to disconnect both mentally and physically, you know, with my physical pains and and also emotional and mentally. And then I kind of woke up one day. I realized I had lost so much time. So mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, that there was more to life. But there's only more to life if we are connected to to our true selves. Mm -hmm. And and so if I can give you a little bit of a background. Of course, yeah. Yes, yes. So, um, you know, after my um, management consultant job, um, my husband wanted us to to leave or move from Sweden. I'm, I'm Norwegian, but we moved from Stockholm to California because he was opening up a subsidiary there. And that's when I took my master's in holistic health education and uh, and became a coach. And I just loved life, right? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. But then we were, he said, let's go back to Europe, or we both said that, let's go back to Europe. But then he wanted to live at the foot of the Alps. That was his dream. Mm -hmm. And I was very hesitant. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't want that. But he convinced me and convinced me, you know, this is going to be a good thing. You know, this is my dream. Let's do it for a couple of years, you know, bring our two little girls, you know, with us. And I gave in, uh -huh. right? I gave in and then uh, we arrived. And it was tough. It was more than tough. We mm -hmm. we didn't uh, adjust. Neither my girls or I adjusted in this new culture. We didn't speak the language. I couldn't do my work. Uh, I had to travel to Scandinavia to do my work. It wasn't compatible with, with our two daughters. So I increasingly got more and more disconnected with mm -hmm. my myself, with my own power. And and, and authenticity and I was miserable and I complained and my husband you know he's a kind man but he did not know how to help me and thought I was spoiled because I was living such a beautiful dream life in many people's eyes uh, but I, you know I couldn't argue with my feelings I was not happy yes. and it was at one moment I was around 40 years old and 
I was really broken down physically and mentally because I had just removed a tumor from an ovary. And I think actually that tumor grew because out of just misery, you know, like I wanted to 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 create a baby, not a real physical baby, but like I wanted to live my purpose. Yes. Uh, you know, I wanted to make a difference with my life. And, and I, I felt like I couldn't. So when I was then broken down physically, mentally, emotionally, I was sobbing for the first time I cannot let go of my guard and being stoic is very Norwegian you know you bite your teeth (laughs) hold it together you just keep on going you know and that was it had been a survival mechanism but it did not work you know because I became too tough in my relationships we were disconnected my husband and I and that is my highest value is to be connected. And that also created anxiety yeah. in my life. The disconnection we had, you know, because I did not know where to turn and where to get comfort and all that. But then one one day I just said to myself, you know, I've had enough suffering. I really need to change my life. I don't want to go on like this. And so I picked myself up and declared to the universe and to my husband that my life is going to change. I have no idea how it's going to change, but it's going to change. And I accessed a different strength, you know, where I I was no longer fearful whether our relationship was going to break. Uh, I was not afraid. I felt like, you know, now I'm not going to live with fear next to me and be reactive. I'm just going to stay true to myself and and stand up for myself and my needs and then I went and I led a workshop for um, about 10 women in Stockholm around living our dreams Mm -hmm. and what was so like eye-opening for me was that all of these women lived beautiful lives from the outside right they had it all but they were not happy they said I don't even know anybody who is truly happy, you know, these women said. And what I discovered was that we were all, you know, we had jeopardized, not jeopardized, but we had put our own dreams, ambitions and talents and, you know, on the back burner to support our husbands and to support our children. Yes. And we were just not, you know, fulfilling our own aspirations to do something with our lives. And I then on the plane back, I this model of how to discover your life purpose came to me. Uh, and uh, not in terms of what we're here to do, but who we are here to be. Yes. A way to develop our self-esteem, to feel really good, stand up for our needs and wants, be able to be much more assertive and not be victimized anymore. Because being victimized and complaining is not going to lead us anywhere. But but to feel strong and empowered and to go to go after what we want is is what i wanted for myself and this is what i wanted for 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 you know for the people i was working with but i didn't have a model in place beforehand so with this i became so transformed when i discovered my purpose and and it totally shifted my outlook of life my relationship with my husband everything i took charge of my life and so this is what I, I basically do today with with the, the clients I, I work with. I help them to connect with their true selves, their authentic selves, uh, by identifying, you know, 
their their life purpose and also you know what it is that they want to achieve you know mm -hmm. what are your dreams what is it um that you would like to express uh in in the world and, and do Amazing. those yeah oh incredible incredible and how can people work with you how can they get in touch with you so uh they can uh send me an email um mm -hmm. And maybe you will list the email address. In, yes, uh, everything yes. will be in the yeah, show. Because, yes. Yeah, my email address, it's a little complicated because, you know, they, some woman used to call me uh, an energy. My name is Anina. But if you combine Anina and energy together, it becomes an energy. <laughs> and so I've been operating under that name for a little while. But but my email address is anina at anenergy.com is, is one of my email addresses. I have several. <laughs> so we can use uh, uh, I think that you might have uh, gotten another email address uh, to me uh, that might be a little easier to okay. uh, yes I'll, yeah. I'll put everything in the show uh, yeah you put everything yeah, in yeah. there exactly <laughs> yes 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 so um, and also um, .coach, uh is my website okay. and there they can also reach me uh, and read more about uh, the work I do and some testimonials and a bit about my program and my story Oh, brilliant. Thank you. And I understand that you've got an offer for everyone who's listening. Yes. So um, if if uh, you, um, I offer it a 20 to 30 minutes free coaching call, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, just an opportunity to, to connect or a connection call, I would rather say than a coaching call, uh -huh. uh, just an opportunity to connect with me and where you get to share some of your story and, and we can see whether uh, I can help you uh, with reaching your dreams. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. So it's been a pleasure chatting to you today. Now, before you go, I mm -hmm. always ask my guests for three takeaways. So what are the three, you know, for people listening today, mm -hmm. how, you know, what three things would you point them in the direction of to mm -hmm help them you know find their purpose find the reason they're here or, or anything like that are there three things that you can give them yes um so i'm all about connection right so taking time to connect with yourself mm -hmm. is really key uh, because so many of us are responding to the outside world before we connect with ourselves so taking time in the morning to, to connect with yourself through, um, you know, I, for example, I do journal writing, mm -hmm. uh, yoga, meditation, breathing exercises, going for a walk, find something that allows you to connect with you before you connect with the outside world. It will allow you to be so much, feel that you are um, standing much more in your power when you are greeting and meeting the world, right? Mm -hmm. So that is one tip. Another one is to set an intention for your day. So when you are connected with yourself, uh, if you think of what what is something I would like to achieve today that would make me really happy or feel that I have accomplished something and then set an intention you know in order for me to be very productive today for example I need to be super focused so like stay focused working one thing at the time could be an intention uh -huh. or uh you know you know breathe throughout the day you know make sure I breathe so I stay alert and concentrated 
Uh, and then the third tip is review your day before you go to bed and and count your wins you know really look at what is it that you have uh, achieved and what you've done so that you recognize and feel grateful for the accomplishments that you've made and if there are things that come to your mind that you could have done differently recognize them but kind of shake them off you know yes just like do something with your hands to kind of shake them up and just learn from them. Know that we either win or we learn. So, uh, and then you can just do something different the next day. And then you set an intention, maybe the next day to do things differently. Yeah. So these Absolutely. are my three Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Love them. Love them. Um, <laughs> they're very, very powerful. So, well, thank you very much, Anine, for coming and sharing your story and telling us all about how you help people. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. You too. Uh, thank you so much. And you brought, uh, open up my my eyes for, for something I hadn't even seen uh, in my life, uh, which I'm uh, going to dive into and, and look at more deeply. Isn't it wonderful how yeah. we just keep on learning, you know? Absolutely. Life is such a gift. And every interaction and every encounter, when we are real with one another and dare to open up and share, we can learn so much and we can grow. Absolutely. And uh, that's what life is all about. Any living creature keeps on growing until it starts to wither and die, right? Absolutely. So. And you're a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful lady. So you keep being you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> okay. I appreciate it. Okay. And you being you. All right, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. Please follow or subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. Whilst you are there, please also comment and review as it helps me and other listeners know what is good and what is not. If you would like to get in touch, feel free to reach out to me via the contact details in my show notes or through Facebook at Finding Freedom Club.